Okay, by now we've all heard a lot about quiet quitting. Is it simply a demand for work-life balance? Or is it professional revenge for people who feel overworked and underappreciated? Either way, if you want to spend less time working, how do you do that without guilt and while still feeling effective? Hi, this is Diana O'Leary with Job Talk Weekly. So much has been written this year about quiet quitting and what it means for our labor market and what it says about corporate America. But really, all you need to worry about is what it means for you. What do you do when you feel like your work-life balance is wildly out of whack? Maybe you want to scale back on your hours, but you feel guilty about how it might impact your coworkers or the work you do and the people you serve. I'm going to walk us through four steps to take to find more balance in your life. Let's jump in. Quiet quitting. The term went viral earlier this year, and a lot argue that it should simply be called working, that we shouldn't feel bad about dialing back if you're working 10 or 12-hour days. When did putting in more than 40 hours a week become the norm? I'm not talking about crunch time a few times a year for a special deadline or project. Today's quiet quitting has come from people who are frustrated that they feel they do a good job, they go above and beyond for 40 hours a week or so, but they aren't feeling appreciated or valued. Is it pay? Sometimes. But it's often recognition, respect, being included in the conversation, the process of work. The term quiet quitting gives people power, like they're making a conscious decision to take back their lives, or at least to take back some time, for sure. And some are doing it as professional revenge, which, let's be honest, is not going to be a healthy thing in the long run. But I agree, burnout is real, and people want balance. There's nothing wrong with a job taking eight hours a day. But there's also another reality, that there are still many professional jobs where eight hours a day does not cut it. Go back to my past episode about investment bankers at Goldman Sachs. And those companies, they aren't changing, at least not yet. Until they do, if 10 or 12 hours a day is the norm for them, then that's a decision that you need to make for yourself. And for most professionals, other than those who charge by the hour, They're exempt employees and often don't get compensated working those long days. So I think it's clear that the folks quiet quitting right now feel like they are giving more than they are receiving. They feel out of balance. So what do you do? If you are frustrated at the amount of time you put in at work, there are a few things you can try. So let's go through these four steps. First, I really want you to prioritize the things that move the needle. For instance, if you're in sales, focus on your client calls, less time on reports. If you lead a project team, make sure your employees are clear on their deadlines and deliverables so you're all moving forward on time. And prioritizing also means protecting your time for the little things like too much socializing, too many emails that aren't a priority. There's an old saying, the time to get something done expands to the time allotted. Like I think of myself in the morning, if I have an hour to get dressed, I'm going to take an hour to get dressed. 
If I sleep in and only have a half hour, I'm going to make it work in a half hour. Now, the second step is to assess. Let's say you've made a couple of minor adjustments at work. After a few weeks, assess. Can you really do your job in this new way? Have you saved time and still consider yourself effective? And most importantly, do you feel good about your contribution? Is it a solid effort you can be proud of? Okay, so the third thing is to validate. Schedule a check-in with your manager after a few weeks. This is not, hey, I've been quiet quitting, can you tell? Please don't do that. But let's say you've made some conscious adjustments at work and you've tweaked it and you feel like, okay, this is something that I could be doing. I'm saving a little bit of time, but I want to make sure. So I have a conversation and say something to your boss like, you know, I know it's been really busy over the past month and I've really been trying to prioritize my work. So I just want to make sure we're on the same page or whatever that conversation looks like for you. But have a conversation after you've implemented some of these adjustments and see what they say. If your boss says, yeah, everything's on fine, we're on track, thank you for asking, guess what? You're in good shape. You've learned how to make adjustments at work and get some of that time back. So for you, the question is, is this enough for you? Do you want to continue at this company, at this job? Now, of course, there's another answer that you could get if you check in with your boss and they say they notice that you're not on track, that they're feeling that we're all behind and, oh, maybe you've been distracted or we wanted to see more progress on XYZ, then ask them to help you prioritize. Have them help you get back on track. Which brings us to step four, clarify. And this applies no matter what type of response you get from your boss. Make sure you know the key milestones and benchmarks for the next month, three months, the next year. Because even those folks who received a positive response from the boss, it's still important for you to clarify. Was this a short-term expectation or is this your new normal? And again, if your boss hasn't been thrilled with the way progress has been going over the last month, maybe you two just weren't in sync on what the key deliverables were. And it's good that you're having this conversation. Too often, the disconnect, I think, at work is simply communication. And yes, sometimes you as the employee have to drive it. We can't always rely on our managers clarifying everything that's critical, especially as our work evolves. Because expectations change as you grow in your job, as the company evolves and services change. And then sometimes I see people applauding themselves for certain tasks or work that they did a great job on, but it wasn't what you were hired to do. If it wasn't a priority for your boss, it doesn't matter how great you did a job on that thing. They want their key deliverables met. And you've got to make sure that you're on the same page about what that is and what it looks like. So now after you've gone through all this clarity and focus, you may learn that your job is simply not a nine to five job. Then what? Certainly, this is easier for some than others. Nurses, teachers, doctors, these are not jobs that you can easily turn off the faucet at five o'clock. But maybe you can make a switch. Maybe you can work at a different place, for instance. A, a nurse can leave a hospital and work at a clinic with better hours. But there is a reality check for some. A lot of jobs have a built-in expectation where going above and beyond isn't occasional. It's the norm. And whether that's because the company expects it, it's the culture, and your peers expect it. Or maybe we've let it happen. 
I remember during my Chicago days, working downtown, coming in on Saturdays, I had a conversation with my boss once. And he was a human resources VP, mind you. And he said to me, you know, Diana, no one's going to stop you from working overtime. If you want to work more hours, we're going to let you. I had raised the expectations of time myself. So if you're going to dabble with this term of quiet quitting or simply put, you just want a little bit more time back in your life, make sure you go through these four steps. You prioritize, you assess, you validate, and you clarify. Once you have a clear understanding from the company of what's expected and you know how you feel about it, then the choice is yours to stay or perhaps to truly quit. If you need more help figuring out job fulfillment, we have a new virtual workshop on Saturday, October 1st. Check it out at jobtalkweekly.com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review, and we'll see you on socials. See you next week.